1: Welcome to episode twenty of the Backyard Banter podcast. My name is Matt Harmon. Uh, thank you guys for coming back for another episode. Uh, we're at the twentieth episode. That is, I feel like another another mile marker here. This is this is pretty impressive. I, I'm so very thankful for that everybody is still interested in the show. Uh, today we, we've got. A whole new experience on it. We've got three guests because we've got all three parts of the fantasy footballers. Uh, one of the top fantasy football podcasts in the industry. We've got Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. And if you're watching the YouTube broadcast right now, which you can at, at, at my YouTube page, you'll see these guys are professionally set up. I'm just, here. <laughs> I'm just here in my bedroom with the stupid tapestry and the flasks in the you background, know. the it's bandanas. The 20th it's episode was a big thing. deal. Yeah, these guys have these guys have got a whole uh, a whole studio back there. So, so guys, what's going on? All three, of you, how you doing?
2: This has been a slow process. We built up to this, and yeah. so we're pretty happy with the how everything is now. But yeah, we've got you know our loyal David Johnson love. Uh, we're we're based out of Phoenix, so uh, we threw him up on the wall, and we yeah. This exploded. was This was a
0: slow. Uh, well, depending on your perspective, this was really quick, but like episode by episode, one little change just slightly better each time. And, and I believe today was our 200th episode, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, a 200. So it's wow. taken a while to uh, iterate to actually having this. The The early ones, the early ones were in the dark. Don't <laughs> the, go t- back and, t- do and watch. Do not watch. The, the early ones. <laughs>
1: Hey, I can appreciate that. Uh, if you go back and listen to the first episodes of this podcast on iTunes or, or, or SoundCloud or whatever, you hear the little ding from the Google Hangout. You, know, the, you have to get a headset
3: mic. I mean, you're, you're you're living large over there now. you got a professional microphone.
1: Well, listen, if people are actually going to listen to the podcast, I feel like it's You never sound. anticipated that, right? No. no absol- <laughs> well, no, absolutely not. I never anticipated anybody. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess when you do what we do. You, you have to assume like, well, maybe people are going to want to listen, but I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like I would talk if nobody, if yeah, nobody listened, yeah. I would, I would write if nobody was going to read. It's like, you know, it's like scratching my hair. Like that's just, I'm going to do that right. regardless. Yeah. It's an instinct.
3: We had plenty of shouting into the void moments where we're like, okay, we got all these episodes out guys. We got two listens today <laughs> and we're high five. And we, we did it. We yeah. did it.
2: Yeah. So somebody finally wrote right into the show. <laughs> One person. I don't know where he's from. We're answering the question no matter
1: what it is. Oh, that's days. beautiful. Grassroots podcasting, guys. That's, that's, that's I'm right. sure we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, later on here. But anyways, I always start the, the podcast asking... You know, how did how did the guests come to fall in love with with football or fantasy football? So kind of take me through and you guys can tell, you know, how maybe it all brought the three of you together. Like, give me the backstory here.
2: It's interesting because, uh, you know, we all grew up out here in, in Phoenix, grew up as sports fans. Really, I grew up a basketball fan first. The Cardinals were horrible and I was a big fan. But, it, you know, the Suns were successful. Basketball was fun. And, and my first experience in fantasy sports at all was fantasy basketball, believe it or not, with Jason. Yes, sir. Uh, when we were back in high school. So this is going a, a long ways back. I was a freshman in high school. He's a couple years older. And he invited me to play in his basketball league. And that's when the kind of uh, addiction, uh, appropriately said, I think started where it was just um, I became absorbed in, you know, having the activity of, of NBA every night and accumulating stats and uh, that's where my love of the of fantasy sports began was with fantasy basketball and, and believe it or not with Jason. So. Oh yeah, we were uh, I was diehard, diehard basketball. I didn't even like football
0: because of the 1993-94 Phoenix Suns. Sure. Um, and then as at really, fantasy football is what got me into a love of actual football. I joined a league. I felt like I was a, uh, I felt like I was a kid. I, I was a kid. Um, so that's usually when you feel like a kid, right? Um, joined a league, a fantasy football league that my best friend was in, that his dad was running. This is, we're talking on, uh, you know, he checks the box scores from the paper and does the math and, and all that. And I got a magazine and I drafted blindly out of that. I didn't know anybody. And I got to the championship game and lost in in that. And I was hooked for football and slowly my love,
2: for basketball, I, I don't hardly watch basketball anymore. Yeah. And now I'm diehard football. When I think back though, I was always the kid that went out in the backyard and pretended to be the player anyway. So I think it was a really natural transition to just you know now I'm going to pretend like I own the players as well <laughs> and, and be obsessed with with the game. And I mean it it's took a hold of me. Yeah, mine was a bit slower. I uh, I started more,
3: uh, played fantasy basketball and baseball. Uh, a little bit of football, but my dad, uh, when as soon as the the stadium, our new Cardinal Stadium was announced, we grabbed season-long tickets so that you, we would actually be able to get tickets inside there. So we endured years big and big years of Sun Devil Stadium watching football when it's uh, 115 degrees. And Josh you know, McCown is
2: still playing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, 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 on metal benches. That's,
1: that's a rough. Rough combo. 150 yeah. And Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the combo. Oh,
1: dangerous.
3: Yeah, yeah and, and losing. And then you get uh, Emmett Smith in here for uh, <laughs> to, for the finish the glory days. I mean it was it was a tough, tough all there for a while, and um they and so just my love of football continued to grow. And then we all met. Um they they grew up together and I went to I went to college for video game design. That's what I thought I was gonna do is, is make video games and do audio for that. And I meet Jason at a game meeting, and we end up connecting, and he needs an audio guy, so I, I get hooked up to them and they have an office league already going. And I'm not involved in this office league yet. And I don't I don't know if you guys remember this moment, but I walk in and there's a conversation happening of, of players that tend to do and they bring up uh, the kicker from San Diego. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nate Kane? And, and Jason's like, Whoa, 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 <laughs> you know who the kicker is? Like, we got to get him in the league. So that's, that was, uh, I snuck in with my uh, superb kicker knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's how I broke in. And so that was when they decide, okay, we got to expand and they, and they opened the team up. Well, they really made the, the the league a real league because it was a ten man and so we, they went to the twelve and then it became a real league
1: beautiful yeah I mean well that's kind of how it all happens you know the, the interconnectivity of fantasy football and everything like that um yeah that's uh, that's crazy stuff yeah if you if you know kickers i mean that's uh that's that's a pretty intense sign that you definitely have the sickness so. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that is growing within
1: <laughs> yeah no doubt so you guys are all you know, kind of conjoined by by this fantasy league and, and and the intense knowledge of it. What what was the impetus to start kind of covering it or, or creating the site or creating the podcast? What comes next?
2: Oh, I you know, I think I could answer that a bunch of different ways, but I mean, we all we all worked in web development and uh, game design and all of these things. Where I think part of it is the entrepreneurial spirit in our backgrounds. Where I was always building websites. I was always coming up with the next, you know, trying to make blogs. I ran a, uh, Arizona Cardinals blog for a long time or tried to start these things. So the idea of, of kind of doing your own thing was always there. Um, and it just kind of over time, I think as the league became more hardcore as it dominated more of our conversations, a lot of what you see here on this show is, is kind of um, what you saw around a, a pizza table, you know, at the pizza joint already, you know, where we're discussing and having debates and, and kind of, you know, the holistic approach to fantasy football is not just stats. It's having fun, and we saw how much fun it was. And we listened to everything that was out there, and we said, you know, we can we can do this. We can come out here and bring what we each have unique skills to the table. Well, before and,
0: before we got to the point, I, I should really say before you two got to the point of uh, where you you wanted to podcast. make this our yeah. own thing, you guys started doing some writing
3: for other sites, right? Yeah, um, I did the. Uh, I can't remember who it was on. You had a guest. They were talking about, um, they hooked up with Blaine from fantasy pros and that was, uh, I worked a ton with Blaine. I did their, uh, covered their blurbs, their player blurbs for a season. And, uh, uh, so that's, that's kind of how I got my start writing. And eventually they entrusted me to some articles. And so I was like, well, you know, maybe, maybe we can, maybe I can make a go at this. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so, so we, as that's yeah, going we did a podcast for and say our league, our the the office league. Every year we would make it more and more ridiculous. Yeah, we have a we do a live draft. So eventually we got well, we we need an announcer. So we would I'm have a tuxedo. We would have one of our friends wear a tux at the podium. We would write our picks on a <laughs> note card, walk them up, and then they would be read into a PA system. And I would frequently play theme music for myself and dance because my draft pick was so incredible. And so just every year we try and do something more and more to, to step up the game of the, of, of our league, you know, which by the way is not a money
2: league
0: at all. It's it's a completely fried. It's a dance league. It's been going for like a decade. (laughs) People fly in, you know, it it started local, but then people moved away. So they fly in for the draft. You know, it's one of those like the the, pride and joy leagues in your life. A big, Portion of your life,
3: yes, and and then uh, I, I'm an audio guy, so that's my background. And we're like, we should do a podcast just for our league, which just to st- insult the other ten players. So on we a regular started doing the that. basis. So Andy and I on our lunch breaks once a week would break down, you know, the matchups, the trades, uh, basically just spend an hour making fun of everyone else in the league yeah. and tell them how great we were in the league. So, but, and, and since I wasn't a
0: part of that, that <laughs> podcast was easily the best podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> I mean, that, that podcast was just so awesome because there was no, there was no worry. There was no concern about what people thought. It was just a, a raw, fun, carnal uh, podcast between friends for friends. It was like everybody sure. listening. We're good friends with I don't need to worry about anything and so uh that was where it started then you guys thought hey we're doing this for week after week after week you're you know you were you're doing these episodes so then they brought it to uh so basically they did it once a
3: week uh fully yeah, the, the fantasy footballers was born and so we would do a once a week you know try and fit everything in and
2: it was it was rough it was rough at the beginning but uh, you know, they're not, you know, we have a, a, a long-term friendship that kind of just exists. So the banter you hear isn't, you know, every once in a while we've, we've had people go, oh, they just, they, uh, they're pretending to do this or that. I'm like, no, this is, <laughs> no, this is just us, you know. Like, right. We are who we are. And uh, I think not trying to pretend is key for anybody who wants a voice in the industry is, uh, you know, not trying to be something you're not. Um, I think for all of us, the holistic idea of, hey, its it, we're doing this for fun, right? I mean, we're out here, we play with one another. The dynamics of what made our league great was more than stats and winning. That was a part of it, and that drives you to be able to gloat or whatever it might be. Uh, but it wasn't money. I know that. The point wasn't money, and it was uh, enjoyment, and, and it was conversation around the office that we loved and people who didn't play hated. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was uh, – and so that's a piece of the puzzle. We always want our advice to be saturated with how are you going to enjoy your league with this, not just win it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. I think we uh, – of because I can I consume
3: a whole bunch of podcasts, you know, see what people are doing, and I think that we – I'm trying to think of the right words. We're approachable – I like to think, anyways, it. It we're approachable right. for the beginner, um, yet we have enough depth and content for strong veteran players to still get something out of our show. Where we introduce and we can introduce the new players into these higher level uh, strategies. You know, like a, just sure. talking about you got a quarterback, you, or... yeah, streaming quarterback or targets. Like these things are the important. Don't look at what they did. Like, oh, he caught five balls. How many targets is he getting every week? And just these things that new players—they're not necessarily used to yet. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. so, so the so let's see how to transition the podcast. So we're doing it once a week. The uh, the company we're at, uh, things which is Jason's company. Yeah, just uh, to throw. It Thanks out there. a lot, Jason. Yeah, yeah, you should really <laughs> mention that a lot more. <laughs> so, so it. So things start kind of falling apart, and we uh, are kind of going separate ways of you know, what are we gonna do now? And we actually we made a decision We're like let's keep the podcast going, if Andy and I. And then we said, you know, I feel like the, the the shows that I like the most, there's the dynamic of three. There's a there's a third personality that kind of creates this triangle. Of Awesomeness, <laughs> so we called the awesomest guy we know
1: Franchise, my that works with at NFL with me kind of brought up the same point about you know just writing about your own league that's an interesting perspective that like I never considered doing, and I don't hear many people in the industry talk about that or like you know you guys had the podcast based on your own league. I think that's actually kind of an interesting way for people that want to get started to like practice writing or practice covering uh Covering the the sport in general, so I think that's actually a a pretty cool idea.
2: I think uh, I think the fact that we built a podcast about our own league got a lot of the learning out of the way in terms of the podcast side. I mean, I think we're we're still striving every day to get better at that. Just you know, uh, being in front of a microphone, having the right energy, letting one another speak, how you do those things. But a lot of that learning got out of the way behind closed doors with our private podcast, where we were just you know. Uh, spitballing and practicing with audio and learning all these things that seem intimidating. I think to new people, but yeah, yeah and, you that, are, and you get to just be who you are, you don't like I, I
3: was talking about where uh, Originally, we were being who we thought we were supposed to be right instead of just well. That's that's trash I mean doing
0: be, it doing it personally allowed you to to find your voice yeah exactly
3: so, and that's and that's a difficult thing in life in, in whatever your medium is sure. if you're a writer podcaster musician I mean just finding how you do it it can be a difficult journey sometimes so the fact that we got to do that with not
2: the public well, tear, if, tearing it apart as we did it if you, just being an entrepreneur or somebody who's starting a business think about it's easy to see somebody out there doing something and and wanting to imitate that because that's your only example of success in that yeah. industry. As opposed to, you can't foresee necessarily succeeding with something new as easily. And so that's what causes a lot of the imitation, I think. Which isn't always bad. I mean, that's not always a bad thing. You have kind of great models and examples before you, but it's just uh, it do takes you. time. Yeah do do yourself. Be yourself. And and uh, I think. A lot of people in the industry have done that, and those are the ones that you've seen succeed with a specific voice, you know, in, in one area that, that got them to break into the industry. Uh, it's not being the same person. It's, it's kind of bringing your passion to the table.
1: Yeah, I think as somebody that listens to a lot of podcasts, and I mentioned this on Evan Silva's episode, like when I'm walking my dog, I'm listening to podcasts. You know, when I'm uh, making dinner, listen to podcasts. Uh, Making dinner for myself, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Forever alone. (laughs) Forever alone. Um, You know, washing dishes, something like that, always listening to a podcast. Um, So, and I think that the thing. For me, like all my favorite ones, because I listen to a lot, but I definitely have like a, a core group of five that are my favorite. There's something, like you mentioned, something unique about them. What is it about the fantasy footballers that that, is, that you guys think is unique that's made you this successful?
0: Uh, I will say, I don't know that we uh, <clears throat> master this, but we have a vision that we kind of really established. We talked about before we, we really made this as a business because we were fans, right? We walked around and listened to podcasts. And we felt like the one thing that was, was missing for our tastes and our desires, our likes, was kind of the trifecta. We have three little pillars that we try to make sure we have on the show. One is uh, we want it to be entertaining. Um, two is we want it to be accurate with good information. And three is we want it to be a high-quality production. And so that was like we, we all the podcasts that we love, uh, I mean, we listened to them for years and years and years. We felt like still the do. ones that we loved and, and still do really, you could always find like two of those three, like, yeah. you know, they were, you know, you could find an entertaining podcast that would help you lose your league or you could find a really <laughs> accurate podcast that was, you know, you're doing work uh, sometimes, you know, hopefully you could find a couple of those that really jived in and, and you can, and you did. And we just wanted to make sure that, that those three tiers that, that, we could be entertaining, we could be accurate, and that the production is good, and we sound like a high-quality uh, you know, studio.
2: Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that, too. I think a big thing that we, and, and we almost stumbled into it without knowing how valuable it would be, but we built a big audience with our consistency in the off-season and producing podcasts and football content, and part of that is, you know, you said we listened to podcasts for years. We wanted content during that time of year, and there wasn't enough out there, and so that was something that we really launched our podcast in, like February when we first started. Uh, was during you know basically the lowest time, yeah, the doldrums statistically uh, for demand for for content. But it was there, and and you built a lot of new uh, of a new audience. You built a lot of new fans in this time when <laughs> there was a little less competition and a little more exposure, and so and that, and more hardcore fans.
0: Those right, are the, those right. are the people in the offseason that. They just love this stuff. They live for it,
3: right? And then the the final piece I would add that I I think we that helps us and helps people connect with us is we're just we're being who we are. We're being authentic people. Independent.
2: Well, I'm under. saying like yeah.
3: we we're we're all dads, and we have no problem <laughs> talking about like, dude, my this morning my kid puked all over me. Like we're connecting with people because everyone with kids are getting puked on and we're just giving a voice to that and people, you can easily connect and identify with those things. And I, we love game of Thrones. And so now we're, we're fully geeked out that Thrones is back and just, we're not afraid to, uh, we're not afraid to stray off the path at least a little bit to just be human, you know? And we love, I know you, you, sir, are living a much healthier lifestyle and I commend you for it of the of the diet. We uh, we like we, to uh, eat, not we, so much we, we don't always keep, keep it uh, healthy and narrow and, and we'll talk about that and, and the struggles of the struggles real man. There's a reason if you're watching the the video version that the fat guy's in the back oh. uh, they, they put me
0: furthest oh. from the camera. So
1: Oh that's harsh <laughs> it's harsh to myself. <laughs> that's harsh um but no yeah no but that, i think that's really important it, uh, being approachable is something that i've talked about a lot personally as well as a lot of of the guests have talked about because people are interested in more than just fantasy football and i just don't think that uh nobody's interested in hearing the you know the robot regurgitate the same old information like you mentioned yeah. um and, and i think that's really important when you're when you're building an audience and also like i think the the idea of starting it in the offseason was was crucial, probably, because you're that oasis in the desert, which is is a nice parallel because you guys are actually in Arizona. So, <laughs> haha, <an> oasis. No,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, you're,
3: you're right, you're right, yeah. and uh, and uh, we're hyperactive, especially me, hyperactive on Twitter. Um, so accessibility, if, basically, anyone who tweets at us, I'm I'm going to see your tweet and interact with you in some form or another, which. Uh, I mean, I, I always wanted, I shot off plenty of tweets back when I was not an industry person and, and every once in a while you'd get that reply back, you're like, wow, this it, I'm talking to an actual human being on the right. other side. Right. So, and I felt like that was a really, you know, it is special and like, I felt more connected with that, that person's show. So I, I took it upon myself that I will be that guy. On Twitter, that if if you if you want to talk to us, we're here to talk to you.
2: Yeah.
1: As the fan or the or even the aspiring writer, like when you get that response from an analyst, it it is like a little bit of motivation too. Like just, oh, that's cool. Like you know, maybe I can say something that they're actually going to like, you know, like, I mean, I remember back in the day, like talking to Sigmund Bloom or Matt Waldman and be like, God, I really hope they reply to my tweet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do. I remember that too. I remember calling into even like local fantasy football shows. And when you have the opportunity to engage and interact, it just builds like a loyalty there too. And never having the mindset, I think, no matter how big the show gets or how many questions coming in, we still are trying to make that effort to reach out and, and build those connections as much as we can. Yeah, and I know you've talked about this as well, but we're we're guys. I mean,
3: we're we're in fantasy football, so we probably have more knowledge than the average person. But that's because this is our job, so we have the information. But we never put ourselves above someone who has, even if it seems like the most ridiculous, basic, easy question for them, it's not. And right. I have no problem answering it. I've I have no problem answering the same question hundreds of of times because without we, being condescending, yeah, there's, there's no, right. there's no room for that. Like this person has a genuine question. They, otherwise they want not ask. And sometimes even just asking a question like, Oh geez, you know, like throwing that out into the internet of, I, this might be a stupid question. But no, it whatever you need to ask, go ahead and ask it. We're, cause we're people and we're just, yeah. we're, we're all connecting through a game that we love and we don't, we would never want to put, someone make someone feel bad because they want to get better
1: yeah that's that's a great point and it's something that i try to do on you know on a, on a daily basis in my work and, and the other people that i respect i feel like do the same thing because yeah i mean regardless of where we all are now and you know the four of us are all probably at a pretty uh, obsessive, ridiculous place with our knowledge of football and fantasy football. Yeah, for sure. That's not a maybe. Um, We we were all there at one point. I mean, I've shared the story about how, like, I drafted two quarterbacks before I drafted my second wide receiver (laughs) in my first fantasy league. I've done that. I've been that idiot. You know, we've all all been Lawrence
2: Maroney in the second round for as long as I live.
1: Oh, God, I had Lawrence Maroney on my first fantasy team, too. Oh, that was so terrible. Oh God, that's awful. <laughs> I can right. remember. We've all
2: been there. We've all been in that place.
1: Right. We'll, and just we'll look
2: back in a year and probably have more areas of our, our knowledge where we're in that place too. So stay humble, stay water. Yes. We always say stay water, yes. you know, be willing to be pliable. Don't, you know, put yourself in a position where you, you think you know everything we're willing to admit, even on the show, new information changes our information. Don't stay with a bad prediction. So you look, you know, uh, like you know everything, change if you if you don't know and change it. Sometimes you have to apologize to people like Devontae Freeman. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> While you play, oh,
3: boy, you play a sad overture so that, that that he really knows that it was it was heartfelt, and I was, <laughs> I was very <laughs> yeah, wrong. wrong.
1: So when Devonta Freeman tunes into the sh- tunes into the show, he knows that the <laughs> apology is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's always my favorite, just just the is like when somebody says, Oh man, like I was listening to my friend TJ Hernandez was on the road of his uh, radio yeah, we, other
3: day. we hung out with TJ and uh FSCA.
1: Yeah, he was in LA a couple weeks ago. Uh he and Chris raybon were out here. We went to see a comedy show together. That was that was a blast. Um that's all the details I'll share, but uh, <laughs> <they> it was blast. <blessed. laughs> but but he was on the he was on the show and said something about Sammy Watkins and at the end of his like, man, I hope Sammy Watkins doesn't listen to this episode. It's always funny, it's- <laughs> right? But then you think that, but then you say something on Twitter and uh, they'll find you. I mean, they're they are they are paying attention on on social media. That is for sure. So always be careful of that, <laughs> guys. We mentioned a lot about uh, how there's you know the three of you and there's there's all different perspectives. Kind of one by one, what do you what do you think like each one of you brings to the table that maybe the other doesn't? And how does that complement uh the show and make it better as a whole?
3: Yeah, sure. So I'll I'll start. Uh I think that um I'm probably more of the the metric snob than than the other two guys. I mean, I I like the film and everything, but I I can get Carried away with when I see certain measurables of a player and wanting to buy in, um, and I would also say I am the as far as balancing our opinions, I'm the risk taker. Of I, I thought sure.
0: for a second you were going to say that you were the balanced guy, and I was going to be like, no, no, what? No,
3: no I, I balance us <laughs> out because I play I play yeah. the the air the Bruce Arians no risk it, no biscuit, yeah. and I will I will gladly change or uh, take with someone who's considered risky, like last year, it, it didn't work out. But I was very aggressive in drafting uh, Jeremy Hill and guys like that where you have a small sample size, and, he, and he, maybe they've even burned you. But, like, as of right now, I love C.J. Anderson. I love Eddie Lacy. I'm going back to that well, and I know that it's a volatile, risky situation. So, but, but that's how I play the game. Yeah. There's yeah. been a
0: little bit of poison Poured in that well,
3: <laughs> but you're willing to drink the water out
0: of that yeah. well,
2: Mike. So, you're yeah. willing to take your chance. Someone's gonna,
0: gonna do it. I would add for you, uh, you you really brought an audio quality and knowledge uh, to the show that that we would not be the same show without. Every single drop, every single audio, uh, you know, thing that you hear on our show is made by Mike from the ground up. All the riffs on the guitar and everything. So. Uh, it's an unfair advantage to have you, Mike. Uh, uh, and okay, uh, I love it here. I like where this is going. Yeah, for me, um, so I I come in. I, I would. I feel like I'm uh, more balanced usually. In, in the rankings, I'm kind of. I, seems like I split the difference on a lot of guys between you two. Maybe that's just because I'm uh, not risky. Who knows? For me, uh, you know, I came from. Um, a comedy improv background that did, did work with the groundlings in California got went to U of a for theater and acting and directing. So, the, you know, there's more of, I think from my perspective, uh, entertainment and, and that I, I, clearly put the, the fantasy football, correct, uh, accuracy first, but that's always been a focus of mine is making sure that our shows are, are fun and, and entertaining. And then there's the entrepreneurial side, uh, not necessarily seen in the podcast, but, you know, it was, uh, I came yep. from, helping you know, I, up. I built the, the video game business that, that we all came together in. And so when I look at this podcast, which is really where it started, it was just a podcast. Um, you know, I look at it also from the business side, from a brand side, from a growing and, and making things better for our users, uh, that that isn't necessarily on the podcast or seen. So I, I feel like a little bit of behind the scenes that would be where I come from.
2: Yeah, I'll give him a lot of credit. He saw the potential for the show to grow before he was ever involved in it. Privately, never never asked to be. You know, didn't want to presume upon trying to be involved when Mike and I started this. We invited him of our own volition, but he always believed that it could grow and saw that direction. I guess. I think naturally, partly because of the host thing, but I mean, I'm I'm a more big picture type of person in general, Um, giving better context to the moves that you make. Um, That's what I try to bring a lot of the time to listener questions and those things. You know, how does this fit into the bigger picture beyond this week or beyond those things? Uh, I don't think I'm more conservative. Like, I don't think I'm the opposite of Mike. I'd say you're about right in the middle. Yeah, I would say that too. So, uh, but big picture... You know, put this in the context of how you think about fantasy football is how I like to approach it. You know, I think that's what you see on the show is how we approach the game ourselves. And so that's how I approach fantasy football is with, um, you know, so many people want the black and white, right? Like they want the, the answer of who do I trade this guy for? And where do I, you know, what, who do I take in the third round in my draft? And, and really putting it into the context of, well, you know, you're going to have to, that's gonna be different based on the people that are in your league and the relationships you have built with them and how they trade and how they think about. You're a big so context guy. You, you always context, give context. Yeah. yeah. So um,
3: I think that's how those things work together. You are. He, he's he's being bad, being uh, modest, uh, modest, which is weird. But he's he's uh, he's also our web guy. Um, so he's completely built our website. What I, I think another kind of bonus for our show. I mean it's. It's the three of us. Uh, we actually have um, a, a listener-turned-worker. or yeah, interaction intern- manager uh, so, of sorts. Shout-out to Brooks, yeah. who he holds it down. But the three of us are just our background skill sets formed so perfectly to create this puzzle
2: of, uh, of a grand scheme. where Yeah, we feel very, very fortunate to have been in this circumstance to where we could even commit our... You know, we all have three kids and we're married, and to be able to have committed this part of our life to to full-time work where, you know, paying the bills isn't as consistent as it was with other professions or other jobs, it just just worked out in the right way. It worked out in the right mix.
1: Yeah, I mean, life... Life, everything happens for a reason. I mean, I, I believe that personally. And, uh, you know, sometimes when things are meant to be, it just all comes together. And having that team is pretty important. It's a bit different from like my perspective and other people that have, have come up because sometimes it definitely helps to have a unit and to come up together and, and to make it in that way. That's that's pretty interesting. So kind of shifting from your like the structure of your show to more like building the, the hashtag brand. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. I oh,
3: hashtag how, brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's that's what we're all here for. We're all here for the brand. Um I don't know if you guys saw the uh, this happened it was coming up on Twitter the other day, like John Stamos's like staged rant. I think I missed
2: it. At this. the Netflix office, yeah. Oh, oh. it's great.
1: But what's funny, like this weekend, I was just noticing this on Sunday, um, people were picking it up back again and didn't realize that it had been staged. So People <laughs> yeah. thought it was like real. And I was like, guys, this happened like two months ago. Like with this, right. is, you know, uh, it, but it's really funny because he just goes in and, and freaks out about, it. it's my brand, I've built the Stamos brand. And I feel like that could be like any of us on Twitter, you know, like it's my brand. Like with Charlie and I yelling at net- the Netflix office or whatever. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, the world. So we're all here for our brand, but um, you guys, like, how did you? How do you build a podcast from the grassroots? How do you gain listeners? Like, if someone's out there that wants to start a podcast, what's the best way to approach that?
3: Man, <sighs> the best way to approach, uh, I would say, first off, we do get asked that a lot. Yeah, and, and say first off, we we had talked about doing the show for uh, just your league. I think that's crucial because. You need to be ready uh, when your chance comes. Uh, luckily, we—I uh, think we were pretty ready. Like we go back and look at our our shows a, a year ago, which we just did this morning. Like, now that's uh, pretty bad. That's not. That's, that's okay. It's okay. But and so we think we're we've evolved and grown since then. But you, I mean, sometimes in these things you get one chance. You can't just do everything without
0: actually putting thought and care and time in you know our show if you listen to it it might sound like it's off the cuff and that you know we are just having a blast together but there's work put into every single thing beforehand you know we've got a we've got a big long researched show doc that we're using and we've put in time and effort around the clock on on the production value and those things so you have to you have to think about the hashtag brand when you come to naming things, when you come to the flow of things and, and you know making what, making yourself marketable.
2: Yeah, and I, I, at least for myself as a, a business person and, and working in different environments and trying to start this, I've just learned over the years that you cannot do every single thing well. And so being discerning about the opportunities that do present themselves, you know, we had a lot of opportunities in the beginning of this show to attach to this company, to attach to that company, to do, uh, you know, take on more than we could have handled in a way that was high quality. Um, and those decisions, you have to be patient with. You know, I, I agree with Mike, maybe you only get a few shots here and there, but pick the right one, be patient with that. Don't jump into something that is going to burn you out in two seconds. This is a kind of an environment where, I mean, we get the emails all the time of people who want to write for free and grind it out for free. And if that's your passion, it's really not grinding it out. But you can also get burnt out if you put yourself in the wrong position. So I think it's just, um, for me, the way I approach life, like we could be doing 10 extra things, but we try to focus our energy on the things that are the most effective. So if, if you're a writer, I would I would focus on not also trying to be, you know, uh, also a DFS writer and you're also doing, you know, a YouTube show and you're also doing all these at the exact same moment. You know, building, I think, you know, taking your time with that is important. At least it's one of the the things that I think helped us grow was being a little more discerning with the opportunities and being passionate about the ones we were in because it's it's something where you succeed when you want to succeed, sort of.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I may or may not have ever mentioned on the podcast, but I think I learned early on that quality was more important than quantity. Mm -hmm. I actually had a... uh, you know, this is a story I've never mentioned, but I had a site uh, tell me that I was I was making a huge mistake because I was leaving their, for free, gig, um, <laughs> uh, for free gig to to pursue a, a more a paid opportunity. And also, my reasoning was, like, I want to just focus on making quality content, like, not barrage with a bunch of places, you know, that, you know, is all about quality over quantity. Yeah, and that's, something, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's something you guys have done very well, in my opinion.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I think your story is an, uh, an awesome example, both of the fact of, of what's out there for like prospective writers that they, you know, the gall to leave your free job to go do something else, but also just choosing, you know, choosing something that you know is, is more important and putting the effort into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to learn to prioritize. Yeah. Uh, in, in it's hard. Life. It is, because the pressure is because the NFL is reactionary. Yeah. Um you always feel like you need to have a take on everything and I will always uh remember I think Darren it's Darren Page who always says uh one of, he's not really working for anybody anymore but you know his he just always says whenever whenever it's one of those moments that like you can feel the awkwardness of like everybody responding to something, you know, he's like you guys, you don't have to have a take on everything. And I think that's, that's just so important. Like you can let, you can let some, some news slide, but guys kind of, kind of winding down here a little bit. I, I kind of, have been asking people lately, you know, where do you guys see the, you know, this feels like a, a stupid thing that your grandmother would ask you when you're graduating college. <laughs> uh, where do you guys see, see, the, see the, <clears throat> the podcast, the website going, you know, it's obviously grown a lot over the years, but what are your plans to expand further? If there are any.
2: Yeah, yeah, there certainly are. I mean, I, I think that the, um, you know, I think that the video side is something that it doesn't make up a large component of our listenership because so much of that is on the podcast. But obviously you see we've put a lot of resources and effort into the, the video production because we see that as something that will be uh, in higher demand in the industry in the future. Part, Part of the next step. Part of the next step. So I think that the video side, the production video is for the brand, yeah, for
0: the brand. I also think uh, the website is something we want to grow. We came from a background of you know we made apps and video games, but before that we were making websites that were content distribution websites. That's like our first background, going back you know a decade ago. And there is so there just there are so many different. Nuggets of glorious information that we want to be able to give out to people for free So it was, it's basically just as you were saying it was quality over quantity We chose actively decided to not do everything at once to not You know we, we wanted to uh, Capitalize on where we were best at first and get that solid before we spread ourselves too thin, but eventually we website. see huge improvements in the website and in content, free content for people, and huge improvements on the video side and and the television side. Those are the two kind of avenues of,
3: of growth for us. Yeah, we have this we have this video show, this side production video show. So if you want to talk to uh, talk to your <laughs> boss, NFL.com, whatever you know, we got. I never to- heard of it, NFL.com, huh? And well, the, the network, <laughs> the big guns, we we're ready. We're beam us up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, let me let me get let me get on that promotion grind first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let me. I'll worry about me, then I'll start worrying about you guys. No, but uh, I. That's I, so I, selfish, Harmon. Typical, <laughs> typical Harmon. So selfish. He was gonna sell you some mustache too. I know that. But I was.
2: Wow. I was not sell. Donate. Donate. Yeah.
1: Now, then, now now we're talking. Now let me. <laughs> now let me get my agent in touch with you guys. <laughs> Oh uh, no, but I think I think that's fantastic. And and yeah, yeah, the 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 visual media is definitely, you know, I can tell you this from from working at NFL. That's what everybody's obsessed with now. And that's, you know, that's where all the resources are going to make that sort of stuff better. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, if you're out there and you want to get into the field, perhaps that is the next avenue, you know, yeah. as everybody's you know, plenty of people are writers, plenty of people are doing great podcasts, like you know, video shows are are kind of the wave of the future. Um and, and so I think that, that that's an outstanding uh, avenue for you guys to take. And I think, obviously, hey, like I said, you guys look, your presentation, oh, sure, of a, a hell of a lot better than mine back here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need to get one of those, uh, the rugs on the wall. Though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, tapestry?
1: Yeah. That's, that that that's a great sign. That's a great signal, like. Whoever has this on their wall has not grown up yet.
2: Oh, <laughs> I thought maybe the, the whole room was turned sideways and you were just doing the podcast. That was the carpet on the side. This, the Spider-Man
1: effect. Yeah that's, so. yeah. that's not a rug. That's just a, a tapestry. It's a tapestry, sorry. bro. See, yeah, Mike, that's Mike me. You we got a lot to learn.
2: We got a lot to learn about this industry. So. <laughs>
1: that's something nobody should ever learn about. But uh, <laughs> kind of last couple questions here, guys, uh, before, before we get on out of here. Um, and ask you kind of a two-part question in a way, actually. Uh, one, what's what's something that you see in the industry, whether it's on Twitter or whether it's through other podcasts or writers in their work in general? What's something you you guys see that collectively you don't like or you think kind of stands against what you guys do?
0: Oh, I can I can go first, um, jumping at the bit there. Yeah, oh, let me let me tell you because we really we one of the things we love about this industry is that this industry is. Is not against each other. So I'll, I'm starting with you know the good here. Uh, you know it's so cooperative. You, you, you come on our show, we come on your show. We love. We're huge fans of your work and of so many work, so many people's works. Uh, we're not. We don't like disparaging anybody really.
3: So uh, I would say the 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 part that kind of bums me out is uh kind of plays off of what Jason was saying. Of I think most industry people in the industry we work together nicely and I never say a disparaging comment about anyone who I consider a colleague but there is I've seen some attacks on especially on the Twitter and it's mm-hmm. like dude you you can disagree with someone I have we have disagreements all the time but the disagreement is the disagreement it is not a personal. I'm not launching a personal attack which I could easily do it's Andy. so easy to personally <laughs> attack Andy, but we don't do it. But it just you got to leave the argument to, to the actual argument. And I've just seen so maybe too many, too many uh analyst on analyst attacks. So and it's
2: being the uh, context, being the context guy, then it's it's to see what you're doing for what it is, you know. We're not, we're not, um. You know, this isn't nuclear warheads. We're not yeah, going to play a life in that. <laughs> so having some context for that, and I think, you know, that, that speaks to, I think you said it earlier about kind of some of the analysts that are more, like, condescending to new players or to people who didn't word their question the right way or being haughty about their knowledge. I mean, none of us can see the future. We, we, see, some, we see the past. We see the stats and things like that. I'm so curious your, your, your answer on that. What do you see that you don't like?
1: Oh, did you just spin this back on me? <laughs> I'm
2: curious as well.
1: I mean, I think that is, that's that's probably the main one for me. You know, people disparaging each other, or or, you know, making like you said, making this more than it is. Like this right. is, it's a game. We we're here talking about a game about a game. You know, <laughs> it's it's so many layers of of, of right. silliness that it, it it seems crazy to get that up in arms about it. But probably the main thing to me, and this has really been more so. Uh, exaggerated for the fact that now I work for a big company and that there's some pressure to do this. Like people talking down to their audience, like yeah. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like whether it's dumbing down your content, like, and I get that a lot cause I, I'm going to be kind to myself here and say, I write in a lot of detail. Um, but it's, so people, there's a lot of pressure that people put on me to, uh, you know, be like, Hey, you know, maybe you can make that shorter or simpler, you know? And I'm like, I'd, I get that. I understand that that people do want that. But sometimes it comes off as like, you just need to spoon feed your audience. And I don't like that. That's one of the things I don't, you know, I don't particularly care for. I think that as a creator, a writer or a podcast or anything like that, your goal should be to educate your audience, bring their level of discourse up because, you know, whether they want, whether they're into all the X's and O's or anything like that everybody just wants to be the smartest guy at the bar, you know, like the guy that he'd be like, I know who that player is or, you know, or this or that, or I can identify the cover three defense or that sort of stuff because I heard about it on NFL network or what have you. But so that's probably the main thing I think that bothers me. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, you guys just spun me around. Uh, I'm uh, I'm usually the, I'm the host of this show. <laughs> all right, one more for you. What's
2: your favorite tapestry?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, that's actually I can give you a real answer. Um so Amazing. back in this is here's a good little personal anecdote. Uh right. my my college roommate and I lived together all four years. We were uh we were random roommates in in freshman year and we ended up becoming like best friends. Uh, shouts, Evan Bauer. I love you, buddy. Uh, you, I don't even think you listen to the show, though, so I don't love you that much. Um, <laughs> but, friend? Yeah, right. What kind of a friend is he? But so uh, freshman year, we they, they used to sell tapestries like outside of the cafeteria at, at college, and uh, we bought this this like kind of Rastafarian looking lion tapestry, and we had it all four years because we lived in the same room in whether it was a house or a, a dorm all four years. And uh, we always had it in front of the window. And when we graduated, obviously, like he went off to live in New York with his then girlfriend and I went back to Virginia and eventually made it out here. Um, I, you know, I told him, take this with you because you're going to, you know, you're going to be living with a girlfriend that he had been dating for years at the time. Your life is going to go in these all these different directions. Uh, you need to be reminded of what it was like when we were together. So I, I bequeathed (laughs) it to him and he still to this day hangs in his front.
3: Awesome. All I can think about is the scene of Indiana Jones and the last crusade where Indiana Jones goes, breaks into the castle to save his dad. And he's pretending to clean the tapestries I'm I'm talking
2: to no one. You're talking to yourself. Welcome to the normal episode of the fantasy football.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, have you seen
2: Indiana Jones?
1: I have not. Oh,
2: he's not even seen it. man. I've seen it and I don't remember the scene. You dig deep for your pop culture. That's not even deep. It's Indiana Jones.
1: One of the the big jokes here at at NFL is that I've seen like no movies. And actually, it's not a joke because it's true. I've seen like 10 movies (laughs) ever and and Gelhar and marcus grant are like big movie buffs so they'll constantly make references and then they'll go wait has Harmon seen <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah Gelhar here and we'll movie reference to the cows come there's out. a lot of discrimination in this studio about movies that have been seen it all comes my direction. Yeah, i'm a big movie snob yeah yeah, yeah um, mike is mr Pop <laughs> he Pop. calls me uncultured swine <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs>
1: Um, oh, I love I love the pretentiousness. Yeah, Gelhar, <laughs> we get Gelhar, get along well with you, Mike. Let me just tell there you, you. Go. as somebody that's been slandered left and right, uh, there there would be a lot of connection there. We will so, unite. You guys, you get him, get him on your show for sure. But um, guys, kind of winding down here. I always give the guests one last chance at the floor to to kind of say any 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 last parting words before I yank it out from under you and we get out of here. So <laughs> all three of you guys, the floor is yours. Take it, take it for what you will. anybody Anybody got anything?
3: Uh, I'll give one last piece of advice. Um, it's that you should. It it kind of sucks at first. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself or to plug yourself. Uh, a lot of people, you know, if they're not going to find your your writing, your podcast, they're not going to find you if you don't get out there and say, "Hey, I have a product I believe in. I think you should check it out." So, having said that. Uh, Our ultimate draft kit is available for for pre-sale on our website, thefantasyfootball.com. Hey,
2: I'll add something that is completely completely not self-promoting at all. Uh, You talked about priorities earlier. I would say that, um, you know, and we talked about having balance in our opinions on fantasy football, but I think we all take the approach that, uh, and and you'd probably agree that balance in your life is important too. We made a lot of decisions uh, about when we record the show and how we record those things that were built around our families and the fact that, you know, okay, so the West Co- the East Coast commute could probably get the show a couple hours earlier if we bent over backwards and made everybody suffer in our lives. But making those kind of decisions when you go about building a business or a podcast or a brand, I mean, that, uh, fundamentally, I think we all agree, at least in this studio, of how important those decisions are because having that kind of a balance lets you succeed in your area where you're passionate about and where you're working hard at and not just, you know, it's not, hey, I mean, you said it. Maybe it's the theme of the show, quality over quantity, you know. A quality effort in the right priority order in your life is really, I think, what's led to us having more success than yeah. not. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Strong
3: and business game, strong family game. And there I would uh, I would just conclude
0: by saying the, the last thing I have to say is, is thank you to yeah. you, yeah, Matt Harris, for having us on. Uh, and really for work appreciate it. we do. We really do. Uh, you, you do the best work on wide receivers, far enough. So if you are listening, I think everybody knows that. Um, but we appreciate it.
3: and uh, We met your quota, Harmon. You did
1: it. <laughs> there it is. You got to say one nice thing about me before you <laughs> get That's a requirement. Um, no, but thank you. That that is that is very appreciated. I I love you guys' podcast too. I think you all all three of you guys are fantastic, and I really want to thank you guys for coming on. This was great. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the podcast, definitely check out the Fantasy Footballers. It's on iTunes. I subscribe and listen to it. You guys should too. Um, yeah, and if you're if you're looking to get like really into the podcast game. I think this was a, a very helpful episode. So if you, listeners, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you could, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. We talked about that on the show and how important that is. Uh, so yeah. definitely continue to spread the word about the show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you learned something today.
3: 18- plus.